0: So just as chapter two, oh, I forget this, I was will is take some time before class, after class, just not during class. Uh, <clears throat> but get to know each other and uh, talk to each other and these activities. Sorry about the rain that yesterday. Uh, I know Eric and Latasha had some stuff ready for that. And uh, I'm sure Latasha had cleaned the house and all those things and a lot of work involved with that. Uh, but those types of activities are really good. The couples retreat. Uh, coming up, that's going to be open to the church, but the, all those things are really good to get to know other people. and Here's the thing, too: when you get to talk to people, uh, you, you get to realize that, oh, you know what? I'm not the only one with problems. This is, this is nice to know, you know. And uh, and so a lot of a lot of people, every marriage, every home struggles just in different ways. So uh, the more you get to know people, the more you find out that you're not alone. Amen. And uh, it's very refreshing to know that we're all in a sinking ship together. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, but Jesus is our rescuer. Amen. So he always pulls us up. All right, verse number 18. Genesis 2. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be what? Alone. I will make him and help me for him. Praise the Lord. So God made uh, Eve for Adam. Go down to verse now number uh, 22 or 21 rather. Twenty-one, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh instead of thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made him a woman, and brought her under the man. Now, right there, brought her under the man. You could say this was the the wedding ceremony. Uh, God presented Eve to Adam, and so you have here uh, pretty much a, a ceremony. Uh, verse twenty-three. And Adam said, This is now born of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of man. And so man shall leave his father and mother, to his wife. We've spoken all of those things already. But what I want you to notice here this morning is the institution of the home. And this is where God had started or in, uh, instituted that uh, there'd be a man and a woman, there'd be a male and a female, and that was going to make the home. And so you'll read in Mark chapter 9, it says that in the beginning God had created them male and female, referring to Adam and Eve. But again, that's the establishment of home. And just, just to make it very clear, the Bible never mentions anything about a male and a male or a female and a female so to create the home. It's always been a male and a female in biblical, biblical order. And so I don't think we have a problem with that. But to understand, just again, as we deal with society, to understand God's premise and the foundation of the, of the home. And so as God institutes it now. See that here is the beginning. Now, as you move forward, um, what happened to Adam and Eve? This is fast forward. This is oh, some time. We don't know how long it took. What happened right after uh, Adam and Eve, and then you have the subtle serpents and sin. Sin, sin crept in. Do you say that, that sort of ruined the whole? Yes or no? Yes, it did. Obviously, it did. Uh, So they were kicked out of the garden. Uh, they gave the kingdom that was rightfully Adam's because he was domin- he had dominion over the earth. They gave the kingdom over to, to Satan. And now their children was born into Satan's kingdom because we are born in sin, the Bible says. And so now God, in this sovereign plan, cursed the seed of woman, also cursed the uh, the serpent as well. And so as a result of this now, uh, sweat by the brow, labor pains, uh, the snake slithers on the ground because he was cursed and the devil is cursed as well. And maybe one day that he's going to be cast fire for all, all eternity. All that being said is God has a plan and an institution that a marriage and a home can be delivered out of the snares of the world or out of the snares of the secular mentality or the philosophies. Because all this is, uh, Satan has the rule and reign of this earth for right now, but God has made a way that we could be, be not conformed to this world, we be transformed, right, by the renewing of your minds. So what does that mean? There is a way that God says you can have a blissful, incredible, joyous home, but you do have to do it God's way. And so once we find out what is God's way, what's God's method, And then we can start to yield to that, and it makes such a wonderful thing. So I just want to just institute the fact that God started this thing with the home. And so what does that mean? If God started the home, who should run the home? God. Uh, So if God instituted this thing, do you not think that if God institutes it, that he's also going to give us a blueprint, or he's going to give us an operator's manual, right? Uh, He's giving us those things. And so we have those things. And so we don't go to other sources other than God or the people of God, the church of God, for those instructions. So very, very helpful. Okay, number one, that is this. Uh, Christian home, this uh, this extraordinary Christian home, number one, uh, is by salvation through Jesus Christ. Extremely basic, extremely simple, but it's, it's worth, again, pointing out that it's salvation through Jesus Christ. So if you have, if you have your Bibles, go to Second Timothy chapter 1, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter 1, look at verse number 5. It's salvation. Three. Get some eggs if you guys want to. It's really, really good. The donuts are really good. And help yourself. Salvation through Jesus Christ. And so, um, how many of you have children? Raise your hand. You have children. Uh, how many of you have uh, are expecting children? Um, how many of your children are still young and not saved yet? Raise your hand. Your kids are, are still young, okay? And uh, so this would apply to most of us. If not, you're going to be getting there one of these days, I'm sure. Uh, but here that—that is that the salvation through Jesus Christ. To have a saved home is paramount. This is it's an amazing thing. <coughs> and so here's what it. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number five. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned or unwavering faith that is in thee. talk. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Here's Paul saying, listen, I remember your grandmother had this faith. Your mother Eunice had this faith. And I know that you have this faith. What's he referring to? That we, we, we know that in your home, Timothy were taught this doctrine of faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, you were taught about Jesus in the home. And I would say this, especially with young families, one of the greatest things you could do is simply teaching about Jesus. Going through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and uh, just teaching about Jesus. I remember my dad when we were growing up, and uh, he, he bought a, what they call, Bible Stories Book of Jesus. And so they would have a story in the Gospels, and then have like these pictures, they never kill us pictures, so they have these pictures with a little story, you know, and Jesus walked on mm-hmm. the water, and Peter's, you know, had faith, and you know, all this is that, and so you know, my dad would sign, sign it to us, but then he'd show us the picture, and we see the picture, and it kind of, oh, that's cool, you know, whatever, and that's just how my dad did it for us, and, and uh, but, but, I mean, that was when you were two years old, three years old, four years old, dad was just so when I was five years old, uh, I said to my dad one day, dad, I said, you know, uh, how do how, how you get saved? Uh, I want to go to heaven. I want Jesus. You know, I don't want to go to hell. He sat there in the car. It was a Ford. He anyway, sat there, and my dad led me to Christ. <laughs> the thing is not strange that at five years of age, that man, I say, that's really, really young Well, It is. But he was also teaching me when I was one, two, three, four, five. So for years he was teaching. Of course, I was in church and Sunday school classes. Teachers teachers were teaching it in Sunday school. And I'd be sitting in the the junior churches and the teachers were teaching in the junior church. So I heard it when I was really, really young. And so, so, so important. My wife, when our kids were just babies, like McKenna there, just babies, uh, my wife would be singing to them songs about Jesus. And uh, she's my first wife. She play the piano. She played the piano and singing the songs. And so every home is a little bit different. You know, my dad did a book with pictures. My wife would sing songs, and we all do it different. But at the end of the day, we want to do all we can to teach about Jesus and teach Jesus that uh, Jesus is the only one that can save and teach that faith. Let her be it. I don't think that would be this. Uh, salvation is a personal choice. I'm sorry, not that one yet. Sorry, sorry, uh, but salvation is a personal choice, and that is this. If, you, if you're there in Timothy, go over to chapter or Second Timothy chapter three, every summer fifteen. Look at that real quick. Second Timothy three fifteen. So under salvation through Jesus Christ, parents must teach the doctrines of Christ. You got to teach it, and so we really encourage you to do this and, and to get to get the kids together, sing about it, teach it, do whatever. And but let it be that is this. Salvation is a personal choice. Um Timothy 3.15, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Which here's what he says. Timothy, yes, your grandmother had it, your mother had it, but you also knew the holy scriptures, and it made thee wise. So you, Timothy, had to make a personal choice. Yes, mom and dad had it, yes, grandma and grandpa had it had it, but you had to make your own personal choice. Here's the thing I cannot save, I cannot get saved from my kids. I want them to be saved, but I can't force them to be saved. Uh, I want them to know Christ is their Savior. I can cultivate the atmosphere. I can teach the doctrines. We can have devotions. We can have all these things, but I cannot make them put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So every kid is different. They have what they call the age of accountability. Some of you know whatever. However, they assume they know when it resonates with them is all different ages. Some of it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes ten. It's a. I mean, it's a full. You can't say well just because this kid. Understood it when he was five, and this kid understood it when he was seven. Doesn't mean that your kids won't understand it until he's or she's ten. Everybody's different. You have to understand this is a this salvation is a personal choice for these young people. And uh, you know we have these junior churches. how important that is. So uh, just to teach it, uh, and just just encourage it. And uh, so when you have your kids, here's one of our biggest prayers: My wife and I, when we're raising our, still raising them, but when they're younger, is, Lord, you please. Speak to our kids uh, at an early age. We just ask that you speak to our kids at an early age. We don't know what that age is. That's up to God. But at an early age, God, would you please speak to our kids? We can teach them, but you have to do the work in their heart. And so it's been wonderful to see God work in their hearts. And when when your whole family is saved, I'm telling you, going forward for the Christian home, it makes life so easy. Uh, Not perfect by any means, but a lot easier. So salvation is very, very key. Even in the marriage, uh, I'm assuming that every husband and wife here knows Christ as your Savior. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, if you if you're unequally yoked, as the Bible says, if you're not sure, you know, if, your, if the spouse is saved, encourage it. Even in the marriages, I don't want to assume that everybody is saved. Uh, but even in this room, make sure that you both know Jesus Christ your Savior. Otherwise, if you don't have that salvation settled, it's hard to have harmony and unity in a relationship. When you're going two separate directions, especially spiritually, and so you get that foundation settled with your faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that He is the Savior, knowing that He is the only One that forgives of our sins, and that's so important for the marriage, but also with the kids. Number two, here we go. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. Go to Romans chapter eight and look at this. Romans chapter eight and verse number eight. Surrender. So we said salvation through Jesus Christ and then number two would be surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 and uh, look at verse number verse number eight. Verse number seven is the carnal mind is the enmity against God. So that's, the carnal is a fleshly mind or whatever, but verse number eight. So then they that are in the flesh cannot what? Please God. Please God. They that are in the flesh, Romans 8 verse number eight, that they're in the flesh cannot what? please God. God. Now read verse number nine together. Ready? And everybody together verse number nine. Ready? But he ye are not in the flesh, flesh but in, in the, the spirit. spirit. If it so be that the spirit, spirit of God dwell of in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he, he is none his. of his. And so line upon line would be the moment I receive Christ as my Savior. He gives me the Spirit of God. So he says, if you don't have the Spirit, you are none of his. That's what that means. And if you don't don't have the Holy Spirit, which means if you don't if you're not saved, then you're not a child of God, which is true. But if you are a child of God and you have the Spirit of God, he says they were not to be walking in the flesh, but we're to we're to yield to the Spirit. So here's point number two, that is the surrender to the to the Holy Spirit. Now, again, these are the instructions about how to have a good home. So here's, here's what it says. It does not necessarily say right now, wives, surrender to your husbands. We'll get that. And it doesn't say, husband, surrender to your wives. And we'll get there. What it does say is we're surrendered to the Holy Spirit. I would say amen to that. And so that's where we're at to so understand the biggest thing with, with how to have a Christian home is that we're all in unity with let's surrender to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would be able to speak to us through the Word of God. The Holy Spirit would be able to speak to me. Uh, Steve talking about the, the lack of sleep. Brother, I remember I, I used to do the 1, 4, and 7 o'clock feedings. My wife, got, she had a really, really high-risk pregnancy. She got real, real sick. I mean, uh, she had the uh, preeclampsia, toxemic, and all this stuff. Kidneys were shutting down, liver was shutting down, all that stuff, and they rushed her and, it was crazy, crazy pregnancy with Kevin and a little bit with Elizabeth. Worse with with uh with Kevin. She was like blood pressure was like two twenty over one fifty. It was like insane. It was really really bad. And uh, anyhow, so when organ started shutting down his immediate C section and they started you know pull Kevin out, and so uh, anyhow, she has high blood pressure since then. A lot of times after you have preclampsia, a lot of times your blood pressure will drop. Hers never did. She's had it for, for the last seventeen years. And so that's why she's on blood pressure medication. So every time Kevin has a birthday, she remembers you're the reason why my blood pressure. <laughs> anyway, but that being said, is she she couldn't do anything, and of course her, her 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 milk was toxic and all this and that. So I was able to do the feedings. Yeah, amen. My wife was like praising God for that. And so anyway, so one four and seven, uh, you know, a.m. That is not afternoon, not p.m. a.m. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, Steve, feel your pain. <laughs> Uh, brother, it was brutal. It was brutal. No sleep, and it was just crazy. Of course, Alyssa came along 20 months later, and uh, that was just nuts. Anyhow, but <coughs> during that time, it, it put a strain on the marriage, uh, put a strain on my wife, and I because she was sick. I'm tending to the baby, and, uh, and then, of course, she got pregnant not too long after that, and so we're trying to just, a lot of stuff going on right there, a lot of emotional ministry stuff, so um, that, this, but to surrender to the Spirit, <laughs> Is, is, is very, very difficult. Let me just be real for a second to say, when you're going through those stressful moments, especially in the home where it's like, mom and dad are both on edge, because there's just a lot going on if you got kids. Um, the surrendering to the spirit is like a supernatural act. It's supernatural. Like, you are not going to be able to do it. And so we, I just say God, you know, just sometimes I have to just get away back in those days, uh, during that specific time where I was pastoring in a, in a little town called Lockwood, Illinois. And so I, I could remember, I said, babe, I, di- I just need to go for a walk. And sometimes them walks are really good. Because if you stay in the house, so it's just so going to inflict tension. And so I need to leave the house. And I don't want to drive because I don't do something stupid when I'm driving. <laughs> so I'm going to go for a walk. One time I went for a walk, and I just kept walking. My wife got so scared, she called the police on me. You have to know my wife, okay? So she's from the city, you know, whatever, like that's what you do. Somebody's missing for two hours, you call the police. Like, what? You know, this is back before cell phones. You know, so it's not like she'd call me. We, you know, this is before cell phones. And uh, and I, I never told her I left. I guess it was a big mistake on my part. But anyway. I didn't think she really cared at that point about left for the I Didn't care. <laughs> no, whatever. I was want to leave. <laughs> so, you ever been there? You know what I'm talking about. So anyway, so I just left, and I'm, I was gone, man. Just gone. But <laughs> so she looked all around. We were in a parsonage. She looked. She looked in the, in the church. I uh, wasn't there. And uh, I just, I was down like miles down the road, just just walking down the sidewalk there on the main main drag of Lockport. Anyway, the police never found me. Thank God. And uh, But they were looking for me. They came to the house and, you know, whatever. But um, when, when I did show up about four or five hours later, she was upset. So what's the matter? <laughs> what's the big deal? I, I, I'm, I'm calm and serene. That walk was so good for me. I was able to give it to God and uh, surrender to the Spirit. I mean, just, I was able to just, just give it to God. And when I came back and she was all, what are you Don't you ever that again. Well, sorry. I didn't do that again, but at the end of the day, it really helped me surrender. She had her time, but she was able to get her peace and quiet. She was able to surrender. And praise God, 20 years later, uh, we went through that. That Now I'll say that first three or four years of those kids, when they're three or four, five, six years of age, I'm, I'm just going to be straight with you. That's some of the roughest, roughest times of a marriage, just rough times of marriage. Uh, getting through that, looking back on it. Now it's like, Oh happy day! Oh happy day! Mikey can drive his own car. Praise <laughs> God! You know, uh, it's exciting. But back then, it wasn't. Back then, it was real. Back then, the tensions were, were really tough. Back then, when the marriage was new and you're learning how to work a relationship, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's tough. To surrender to the Spirit is so crucial, and say, I, I got to give this to God. I got to. I, I didn't know she was like that. I didn't know he was like that. Especially when the kids come along and are like, bam, it's like wood on the fire. It's a bonfire that can be, not always, but it can be. And so, you know, you're just, you're just praying. You know, and every home is different. Every home has got different tensions and different struggles. And when the, when the selfishness kicks in and, and it gets heightened with lack of sleep, it's so true. So very true. And, uh, but supernatural act of surrender to the spirit is so crucial. And so let me give you a few thoughts uh, with that. It's not in the screen. That would be, be this surrender to the Spirit produces an attitude of praise, produces an attitude of praise. Ephesians five nineteen says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, uh, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And so I understand that when I am surrendering uh, to the Lord Jesus, I am I'm praising. Uh, our house is praising. We're we're our house is singing. Uh, we, uh, my wife loves to sing and so we, we sing a lot in our house we're praising the Lord Jesus Christ it's a wonderful thing because we're surrendered to the spirit so it produces an attitude of praise And so even if you don't have kids we cultivate that spirit now listen to, listen to good godly music in the home it produces an attitude and environment of praise um, Read scriptures together it produces an a- attitude and environment of praise and you want to be praising the Lord Jesus, talk about the Lord Jesus, get that, if you don't have kids yet, establish that precedent now, so when you do have kids, it's going to be a little difficult, you you already got that home established, to where you have already established it, that you both are saved, you've already established it, you're surrendering to the Spirit, uh, and then as a result of that, you're praising the Lord Jesus, and uh, these things are are so crucial on how to have a Christian home. A lot of people say, well, you know, we just, we just go home, and Watch TV, and we're Christians. That's not necessarily the case. Uh, you can you can be saved. Doesn't mean that you're a Christian as a follower of Christ. So doesn't just because I'm saved doesn't mean and doesn't mean that I have a Christian hope. Now you would think yes that would be the case because we're saved, but just because somebody is saved does not mean that they live the Christian life. And so uh, I want to do all I can that yes I want to be saved. That's part of the Christian hope but I'll do all that I can to follow the Lord to make sure that I'm abiding in this thing and having Christian So here it is, the surrendering to the Spirit. So before you kick in gear with, you know, why'd you do, or what happened here, or what's going on here, hold off. Just take a moment. If you have to go for a walk, do your walk, do your drive, do your escape in the whatever, basement, man cave, ladies parlor, or whatever, and get your get your time. And just take some time before, before that, that blood gets up to here, take some time and say, I just need to pray for a little bit. I need to surrender myself to the spirit before I engage in that discussion with the spouse or my kids for that matter. I got to make sure that I'm right. I got to make sure my spirit's in check. Make sure I surrender the Holy Spirit, make sure it's what he wants me to say or wants me to do. And, uh, that produces praise. And so we start to praise the Lord. Uh, another thought with, with that is this. Surrender to the Spirit produces an attitude of gratitude. Now, this is a big one. An attitude of gratitude. Ephesians 5.20 says this, giving thanks always for all things uh, unto the Christ and the Father, and for the, name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, I have this attitude of gratitude, Ephesians 5.20. Now, I don't give thanks in all things. So here it is. <clears throat> I, listen, I, 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 I see, Pastor, do you do these things? I try to. Uh, I'm not perfect, especially when I was younger. Definitely wasn't perfect. I realize now how dumb I was then, and I even realize now how dumber I am now. It seems like the older you get, the more dumb you realize you are. You know, it is, it's just the way it works, I guess. But it reveals more of yourself to you, and and how just how how just, whatever. But with this this matter of gratitude, I read a funny story. A lady was talking to her friend. And she was talking to her about her her husband. And she said, you know, she said, "Um, I was thinking about, you know, what the difference is between my husband and government bonds. She said, oh, yeah, what's that? She said, government bonds mature. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's a wife that was cooking breakfast for her husband. And uh, the first morning, she cooked him scrambled eggs. He said, oh, babe, he said, I don't like scrambled eggs. I I want my eggs fried. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. I'll I'll be glad to do that for you, honey blossom. And uh, so the next morning, she makes him fried eggs. He said, oh, sweetheart, he said, I wanted them them fried yesterday, but I I want them scrambled today. And. Why did you make me fried eggs? I want them scrambled today. Okay. I'm sorry, sweetie. I'll do all I can to make you happy. So the third morning, she did one egg scrambled and one egg fried. She put it down there, and he looked at her and said, Sweetheart, you fried the wrong one. That sometimes, as ridiculous as that sounds, sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes in relationships, now, that's an extreme. But the thing, a lot of times, that's how it, you don't know that's how I wanted. Come on now, wait a minute. They had he or she had no idea, or whatever. So you see here in this matter of gratitude. Of course, the husband's not very grateful. But I want to tell you this: being grateful goes a long way. When I'm surrendered to the Spirit. The spirit then gives me the attitude of praise. The spirit then gives me this attitude of gratitude. to where I'm, I'm going to not only think it, but I'm going to express my gratitude to my kids. Uh, you know, if I praise my kids more than I correct my kids, I think the kids will turn out pretty well. Nothing wrong. You need to correct them, but you ought to praise them. Find the little things that they do right. The same thing with, with the marriage. If I can find out, and I, it's very easy for me to pinpoint all the things that she does wrong. It's very easy for her to pinpoint all the things that I do wrong, but if we're surrendered to the Spirit, He's going to give us an insight to to see all the things that she does and I'm grateful for. Every time I go to my now, my wife will say to you, "I wish she wasn't here because you all think I'm telling fibs, you know, and, and I'm I'm stretching it, and I'm you know I'm always you know whatever, but it's the honest truth. Sometimes it drives her nuts." She's, she's she's more like, you don't need to tell me I'm, I'm pretty. You don't need to tell me I'm, that's what she says. But, you know, whatever. Uh, if you don't, you're a Uh But every time I go to the door, I get my fresh laundry, like, I get my fresh laundry, I said, you know what? now nah, it took me 20 years to get here. Wait a minute, I didn't wash these clothes. I didn't fold these clothes. I didn't put those clothes in the dryer. I didn't lift the laundry from the basement to the first floor. I didn't do any of this. There's not a there's not a there's not a, a magic uh, fairy that all of a sudden cleans your clothes and puts them in the puts them puts them in the thing and and guys think that that's what happens. There's a fairy that comes around and just cleans all the laundry, puts them all in the puts them away, hangs them up, and all this and that. And so I had to finally learn, and she trained me very well. I had to finally learned that somebody put those there. Hey babe, th- thank you so much for, for doing my laundry. The food that's hot that's on the on the, on the table as soon as I walk <laughs> in the house. Hey babe, thanks so much for doing for cooking the meal. I go to the refrigerator and I, I see it's stocked. Wait a minute, I didn't go to Giant or wherever she buys them from. I don't know where she <laughs> shops. Uh, I didn't buy it. Uh, I I didn't put the the, the, the food into the cart, in the cart, in the car, and the from the car into the into the in the house, from the house into the cupboards, in the refrigerator. I didn't do all that. Uh, I didn't slice and dice the the tomatoes and the, and the cucumbers and, and the celery that's ready for the dip. but I didn't make the dip and I come out and it's ready, ready to go, ready to serve. I didn't do all that, and so I'm thinking. I think all the things that she does. I walk on the carpet, I make it dirty. She cleans it. I didn't clean the carpet. I'm thinking, you know, the towels, all, all the all the little things. It makes me grateful for her, and like, thank you for doing this. Thank, th- th- thanks for getting the getting the groceries. Thanks for doing this, and thank you for doing this, and thank you for doing this. Now, after a while, she's like, "Stop thanking me. I got it." But if I don't. How we from? <laughs> uh, so I would be grateful. But the submission to the Spirit produces the attitude of gratitude. So we're grateful for each other. We're, we praise our kids. We correct them, but we praise them. And uh, it's good. Now, the no, no, last point underneath that one is, um, oh, surrender does produce an attitude of submission. Now, there's a difference between surrender and submission. When I surrender or yield to the Spirit, which I give the Lord everything. And then he then gives me this area to where I can yield and submit to others. And so Ephesians 5.21 says to submit yourselves uh, one to another in the fear of God. And uh, 1 Samuel 15.23 says The rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. And so, which means this, if I rebel, first of all, against God in his order that he has set up, if I rebel against the Holy Spirit, then I'm living in sin. And it's very, very difficult for me to, to yield to other people. Sometimes they even yield to my kids. That's very hard for me to do. Uh, when I when it's the right time sometimes I need to deal with my wife and all these things so how important that is this submission to each other submission to our kids submission to work things out in the home and uh, but the surrender to the spirit produces an attitude of submission and uh, how important that is uh, for both the husband, the wife, children uh, that I want to say this now we be, be done with, with, with right now this is for next week but I'll uh, uh, since says the husbands lead your homes. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm to crack the whip, although sometimes you need to. But it doesn't mean that I'm always a dictator and barking out the orders. But sometimes you need to. But in that passage, where it talks about husbands love your wives, as Christ is the church, and husbands head of the home, uh, as, as Christ is head of the church, what that meant is, what that means is, that we are to be the living example of walking in the Spirit. We're to be the living example of walking in scriptures and not barking. If you notice, Jesus doesn't tell us what to do. He gave us his word. but He doesn't mandate me. He gives me the free will to do what I want to do. Now, he said he's the head of the church. We have a free will. He doesn't make us. But he set the example. He lived and lives that life. and inter- intercedes for me and for you to this day. Jesus is making a big difference right now. So he is doing his part and we love him because of how he first loved us. Same thing with, with, with us men. The reason why, why I should follow is simply this. Because we just live Christian life. Before we mark the orders, before we dictate, we've got to show it. We've got to live it. We've got to begin loving the Lord Jesus in the scriptures. to the Holy Spirit, and having the Holy Spirit lead us. Not making decisions and rashness in the flesh, but taking time to To think about what the Holy Spirit wants, making that difference in our own. And this makes an extraordinary whole, makes a big, big difference. We'll talk more about that next week.